you know, addition to the group. It was a, the group was a lot smaller back then, um, and they seemed just ideal. And then over time, we started to notice whenever if we'd ever have a meeting or we'd ever have like a, a you know even a thread where we were asking questions or it would just within the private admin group they mm -hmm. would actively just kind of turn the attention back to themselves mm -hmm. and then we saw them you know who i'm talking about don't you Lise? Mm -hmm. yeah okay uh, we, we saw this person um coaching in in the groups oh yeah they we're not a coach mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, they were still actively saying they were going to the abuse as a matter of fact and so we didn't understand that particular person um what are some of the things that we dealt with with that person Lisa, as an example I'm trying to remember um well um there i'm trying to think um sorry frozen are you fine <laughs> <laughs> okay so there was the uh there were the behind the scenes stuff they were doing they were sneaking around dividing actively dividing oh, yes. admin, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you remember ugh, they um they reached out to one admin and then they reached out to me and then they reached out to lise <laughs> and three different stories were told right right almost like she was pitting us against each other for some reason right and then it became clear because <laughs> eventually the person stated they wanted to be this type of you know they basically wanted to become a coach um, right, and right. at the time it was i think it was right around the same time that you became a coach or right before um because lisa was in coach school at that time finishing up her search i think right mm -hmm. i think so yeah i think so yeah. or if i had just finished or whatever just but yeah, yeah 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 and so basically they wanted lisa's job whatever anyway right. they wanted to insert themselves between what was happening with me what the other person and mm -hmm. angie and so it's yeah. like this like let's just tear it down and yeah, yeah attack yeah mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. this attacking and you know on the surface it's like oh here's this nice person but then there's this underhanded behavior that yes. started screaming of narcissism after a while mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so eventually we parted ways <laughs> right. um but it became it was just this we we sort of had to revamp everything not revamp re uh what is it find ourselves and find our center again after the person left because they did so much damage oh and then on top of this we found out that this person was private messaging and basically doing coaching with people mm -hmm. private messages and they were not qualified to do so right so we, out they went because that's a big you know our integrity of what we're doing has to be intact so right mm -hmm. and we we are really careful with who we you know, if you're, if you're like if somebody who is under our brand, we wouldn't want them to do something that would, if, you know, as a member of our group, we wouldn't want them hurting a person and oh, you can no. hurt a person by giving them wrong information or approaching them the wrong way. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've also had in other situations um, in life is reminding me of um, being in a group of people and also having someone try and come between myself and the person that was in charge, so to speak, mm. in the sense of like, all I wanted was business information. This was a work, a work environment. Like all I wanted was to talk to the management person about work. And right. this other person was so threatened by my presence at work that they wouldn't let me have access to. So then work 
was not as effective and not as productive because I couldn't right. get the information I needed. And mm -hmm. also then the dynamic between myself and the manager was tense. Yes. Not really, yeah, because... not really tense, but like perceived as tense because this person was adding tension to the situation yes. and it yes. was their own fear, jealousy, whatever of wanting whatever it was they wanted and just stirring the pot in order to keep the power in their hands because they wanted to be the only person with access to that manager. Right. And yeah. and that was what they saw as like, oh, gatekeeping, right? It's gatekeeping. Like gatekeeping. Yeah. And that yeah. person was highly toxic and highly, I would, I would assume narcissistic. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing I think, you know, and, and in a, in a, you know, related similar situation, um, even within families, like I'm, I'm not going to go, I'll just say this, someone I know, <laughs> their family, <laughs> someone who is not me, um, anyway, their extended family um, <laughs> began to, like, there there were rumors in the family, right? Oh, here, you know, even, like, there was, a, this happens in a lot, I, I'll just say, this happens in a lot of families, there's one person that seems to be holding everything together, <laughs> and then that person dies. And it's, you know, it's grandma or grandpa or somebody, you know, somebody who's sort of the matriarch or patriarch of the family, they pass away and all of a sudden everything goes crazy. And when this happens, you see smear campaigns within the family, you see fights that should have, you know, happened 10 years ago, start to happen now, like, or shouldn't have happened, but you know my point. Um, people betray each other. It's, it's a ridiculous mess. And so on the same token, as, as you were talking about, um, there was this similar situation at a previous job I had where the manager was being told one thing and the employee is being told another thing and the miss the person in the middle <laughs> was exactly like the person you mentioned <laughs> uh -huh. um, trying to keep them separate and they were divisive they were actively trying yeah to divide yeah that's a good that's, word the divisiveness of these people yes yeah to deliberately a create a mess so that yes. they're the only ones left with the answer. They're the only Correct. ones. Left. I know how to fix this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And Peggy, yes, that could definitely be considered a sort of a covert stirrer as opposed to the overt one you were talking about. But in any, and, and see, that's the other thing is that someone who, using the manager situation again, someone who stands between, let's say there are two managers and there's an assistant between them or something, or there's, um, you know, whatever. The person's actively telling, you know, uh, manager A, this person is so annoying. They really don't like you. They say horrible things. And, th and then they're tell telling manager B, like, you know, you can't talk to this person because, you know, whatever excuses. They're so busy. Their schedule is so busy that, that, right. that they don't have room for it. And if you interrupt them, they're going to be angry with you. And yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's the leverage, isn't it? In that case, that person being in charge of the schedule becomes... Yeah. Right. The, yeah, they have the power. Yeah. yeah. So right. basically That's their... these people find a place to have power and then they hold that power and start wielding it. Yeah. Inappropriately. In inappropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And divisively is a better word. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. Right. Okay. We have, who is this person? Hold on. I see somebody in the chat I'm trying to see if I can. Jeffrey's right. asking is saying there is no point to, for couples counseling with narcissists. No. In Correct. fact, there's a point. Sure, there's a point. You can give the narcissist way more information and way more access to your vulnerability so they can manipulate in a in a different and more ugly way. There's no point for healing. No, 
it's it's a um we have video we both have videos on that it is a dangerous place to be and mm -hmm. often especially if you have a female narcissist you may have a therapist not seeing it right away and siding with them in ways that yes yes and it doesn't yeah, matter thing... if, if it's same sex or opposite sex couple there's something about the manipulation of a female narcissist that they can play the psychology game well yes mm -hmm. and and to be fair i've seen it the other way around oh know, that's well, where yeah. The, yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. where the male and a lot of time when when it's a in either either situation really it is a certain amount of the the, the victim or the non-narcissist in the relationship i hate the word victim but it is what it is right mm -hmm. um they are sort of warned before therapy you better not say anything about this and this and this mm -hmm. right and so the victim is going to be a little bit more careful and might be reactive to lies the narcissist says or mis uh, misinterpretations mm -hmm. of their character or their behavior right right um because a lot of times what, what i see with narcissists is that you'll do something completely normal and they will go off the handle because it wasn't about them or because they felt offended by some innocent thing or the face you made was inappropriate or you didn't listen to them enough or right or, you know or they they choose a word um that everybody says like the <laughs> i i'm really i don't like it when you say the and then you're not allowed to say all the time I mean, and i'm offended yeah right <laughs> <laughs> right uh -huh. whatever it is right so i think that's another Right. And no, they also use like healthy couples going to counseling or mm -hmm. together. You have a, a an objective third party that that relationship is respected, that you're not there to go see, see the therapist says you're there to let your stuff be vulnerable. They're there to let their stuff be vulnerable. And then that therapist is there to facilitate the two of you coming together. That's healthy, right? With a narcissist, it's triangulation. Yes, they're they're yes. using that other person as a point to triangulate into your relationship. And, say, and so then they throw it back. See, the therapist said you do these things, blah, blah, blah. Well, they mm -hmm. said you do these things too. Oh, well, I only do those things because you do these things. You know, it's, um, it's a, a dirty game. It really is. And it's one of those situations where you can't win. I mean, if you, if you, okay, I went to a therapist with my ex-husband once, twice. And uh, the first, <laughs> by the second visit, the therapist had pretty much figured out that at least he may not have called him a narcissist, but he did have an issue with him. <laughs> he was, and he looked at me and he said, you need to leave him. And that dude, my, <laughs> They literally, we left the office while they were cursing at each other. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this is my ex and the therapist. It was terrible. Um, so I never went back with him again <laughs> um, after all that. But, uh, and then, then there's this situation because then there's the, the situation where they actively try to manipulate the, the therapist into, they basically, like you said, triangulation, they use the therapist against you. They might be super smart. They've done their research. They know exactly what to say. Um, I, I unfortunately have worked with several family members and spouses and et cetera of therapists. One, one person who just sort of a friend of a therapist who is a narcissist, um, mm -hmm. who are narcissists. So it, just because someone's a therapist doesn't mean they're a nice person. No, <laughs> you know? no. Yeah. Yeah. Or any job, friend. any job, right? Like yeah. there's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope that helps Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> yeah.
Oh, um, Peggy says to you, Lise, that your video was great on, on this topic. Oh, good. Yeah. On yeah. the topic we're on the original topic of stirring the yeah. pot. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I did that yesterday and that's what led us here today because we're that's like, right. there's a lot more to say. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's always good to get the, the community's feedback here because we think it is and it's good to talk it with have two people talking about it. It's yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Super yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, Carol and Tiny are going back and forth about beating somebody. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I think I missed part of that, but okay. Um, perfect, uh, perfect timing. Be at as this had just had. Love of truth. Tarot says perfect timing for me. It just this just happened to me. The, the pot being stirred. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, and and see the thing is, often these people are who do this type of narcissist who does this is covertly hiding the narcissism or they know how to play the victim really fast right so they can be a more overt narcissist but then they can go right into the hurt victim so that there's no accountability when someone does that they yes, yes they drop off and spin everything around to being like why are you attacking me i was here for you i was the one that supported you blah 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 you know and, <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. right yeah and then yep. yeah yeah. Yep. There, there's almost nothing you can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ellen says um, one of the things that she put contacting one on one and complaining about things that didn't happen um, was brought up. She said, um, yeah, and I think her her point is when we are being triangulated with a therapist or with anybody or they're stirring the pot, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's all connected, really. Isn't oh, it? yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's exactly what happened with both of those uh, job situations we talked about, and even that one in admin we had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jack. Oh, by the way, thanks to uh, LNC, who is our new ad, uh, moderator and mod squatter, um, and Jack and Simmering and Chris for being here today. I appreciate all of you. All mm -hmm. right, let's see here. Um, Druid VW says, I don't know if it's Druid or if it's VW. <laughs> emotional blackmail and that is the exact term when I was talking to Angie about this earlier today yeah. she said that's emotional blackmail uh -huh. <laughs> yeah that's right, that's right. yep mm -hmm. it, it is and it's terrible actually um because it is because both people are hurt so mm -hmm. it's a triangulation yes and both people who are the person like say who couldn't get the appointment with the person and the person who the, the trying to make the appointment with so like the manager and the employee who aren't doing this what am i trying to say they're both hurt in yeah. this situation they're both and their company's hurt and the company's right. hurt and the business is right. hurt and the only one winning is the person getting supply right right mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's ridiculous it's i used to have a friend who would actively at parties <laughs> uh would I would be you know you know me I'm out there mingling talking to everybody because <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. care. Um, she would have her husband literally physically go pick grab my hand and walk me over to her because she didn't want to go where all the people were but she wanted me in her space because I guess I was the one talking to everybody I don't know. Um, it was really really annoying. Well, um, they do that you and me against the world thing and they need right. you to be with them or else. Right. Which. Yeah. Up to a point is great. You and me, I guess. I love that, but it's, I want it yes, healthy. <laughs> yes, healthy. Right. Okay. But not, they, they, right. they do you and me against the world because they're the ones stirring the pot, making the world uncomfortable. 
darn it. Yeah. That is such a good way to put it. And that's exactly what I was doing. Oh. Yeah. It's different than, yeah, I got your back, buddy. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. Very uh-huh. different. Yeah. Yeah. Because for sure, if something was going wrong for her, I would have gone and checked, you know, and I would have gotten back there eventually. But, you know, the extroverted side of me <laughs> enjoys mingling. I don't like well, them to that's stand in one at place. a party to engage with people. Right. And right, if, you're, right. if you're not a person who wants to do that at a party, then it's healthy for you not to. And you do your right. thing and you let the other, you let the person who needs to, yeah. Right. Well, right. you know, for example, my, when my husband and I used to have parties, we would, we would walk in together and then we would just both be wherever we were in the room, you know, in the party, mm-hmm. um, talking to whoever we wanted. And that felt perfectly fine to me, <laughs> you know, my current, I mean, um, but we don't do that anymore. We're tired now. <laughs> At part and we don't go to parties very often <laughs> anyway but yeah sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no no that's the same thing yeah it's it's yeah. an example of healthy versus what happens with yeah. toxic people it, yeah yeah and it's and not like want- she's like I'm uncomfortable stay by my side mm-hmm. it's no. oh you're talking right. to them are you mm-hmm. it's just like yeah it's mm-hmm. blatant yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was the same her husband wasn't allowed to leave her side except to drag me across the room um and so it was really bad um and well, I it's like a mean stories. girl clutch it's like she wanted yeah. a little mean girl clutch standing in the corner just yeah judging everyone and yeah exactly but I'm not that girl I am no. not that girl no. <laughs> I, I love that, everybody yeah. until they prove me otherwise you know uh-huh. but well within reason I watch for red flags now okay um, <laughs> yeah yeah um okay Jack says to you um yes I have dealt with this sort of scenario before this community it is ugly Indeed. Indeed mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Um, oh, Druid says, Dr. Heal thyself. Yeah, I, I guess that's uh, appropriate when, when it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Lee. Oh, no, I'm looking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not keeping up with uh, yes. chat, chat, okay. chat. Let's see. What's heal or on? heal thyself, says Tanya. I like that one. You know, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that I think many people have what you might call healing abilities, right? Um, whether they te- they heal through teaching or they heal through physical touch or they heal through medical, like their doctors or their nurses or, or their mothers or their father. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody mm-hmm. has something. I swear to you, <laughs> when one of my kids was a, a baby, I, I, I really think that my will for that kid to be healthy made that kid healthy. I know that sounds like some bullshit, but <laughs> I really think so. It was, a, you know, you kind of feel some, some, kind of way sometimes I don't know anyway but my point is only you know heal heal you know physician heal thyself healer heal thyself we all have to be our own healers in some way mm-hmm. and and often and we are we are blessed enough at least to be able to share some of that with the world but when it all comes down to it we can show you the way and we can hold your hand and walk down the street or the dark tunnel or whatever with you but mm-hmm. we cannot force you through we cannot oh. carry you we can you know what I mean yeah so we're all our own healers a little bit. I right. Think. Our point, our, our job is to help you see what you already know for yourself. Exactly. You know, and, exactly. and, the, and the right path for your life. We can't tell you what it is. We can give you suggestions. Right. <laughs> we, can, like, we can get bossy now and then, but we, right. but mostly. <laughs> Especially you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, maybe mostly me. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> but, but we can, but it's to help uh, right. you and see it's because what's right for you. Because we don't want to control you. Right. We have no that'd be, desire. That'd be really hard and can, and exhausting anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's why we're not, yeah. you know, you see some coaches out there, they, they won't even help you unless you go no contact. 
or they'll kind of try to force mm-hmm. you to go. To, you can't always do that. We understand. Everybody's life is different. Maybe you don't Everybody's, want to. I mean, you still right. deserve help. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Isabel says something here that was good. They go to a point to provoke people, even when it's evident that the people want zero to do with them and have no effect on their life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why the best revenge is, I don't know you anymore. I right. mean, when you can't. Right. Yeah. And all I know about this admin situation that we were talking about earlier is that when mm-hmm. the person finally was asked to leave the group and was like, mm-hmm. like, look, you can't do these things. You've been counseled. You've been talked to. What the heck? You know, goodbye. Um, the drama stopped. Mm-hmm. All of Suddenly it. everything was fine. Like all of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And we've had almost no more drama since that person. It's almost like there's a certain type of narcissistic person that is so insecure about their place in the world that they create problems so that they have a place to be and a a seat of importance in it. Exactly. And then they know in this case, they knew they were with a bunch of empathic, you know, survivors Mm -hmm. and they were like, "Hmm, how can I tweak this to get attention? And they did because they would, take over the group sometimes with their drama and that drama related to the group even sometimes sometimes it was just oh my god my life's about to end everything's terrible you know right mm-hmm. so we're all right we're good on that I mean not that we don't want to support people who work with us we absolutely do and we oh no we that's different it. yeah it's right? different when it's meant to divert from the business at hand yes mm-hmm. or like the person had been you know messing up a few different things the same thing every over and over and then they kept being talked to and talked to and then it's the minute we they kind of felt like okay maybe it's I've gone too far what did they do they started like oh my dad died or something I don't think right, it was their dad, right. something somebody died gone. and yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so it just became this whole like it's it's obvious it's, that it's manipulation mm-hmm. yeah that's where the emotional blackmail thing came in we were talking about it because right. then they made us feel sad for them and feel bad because everything in their life seemed to be falling apart and in reality they just we're using that we don't even know if the person actually died so and i'm not, I'm not saying that we, we never said that of course we would never hurt anyone but but sometimes you just have to say it's just not working out <laughs> anyway yeah and i'm thinking um, of like why we mm, when we see it we stay why we why when we why does it take so long for a lot of us to for this particular type of narcissist to why are they in our lives for so long? Because often they kind of linger for a long time, you know, yeah. that, and I had someone say something to me this week that was profound. She said she knew she, she knew she needed a villain in her life because mm. of the way she was raised in order for her to heal that part of herself that felt like a victim to that villain. Mm. I can kind of see that in a way, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh huh, and and you see that a lot in survivors, um, because a lot of us, if we were raised by narcissistic people or otherwise deeply affected by them growing up, um, or we had certain types of trauma, we end up with someone who very much resembles, exactly. <laughs> at least on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a narcissist. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that's more common than most people realize. And I heard a quote a long time ago. It was actually on that TV show, Modern Family. <laughs> It's funny that I'm quoting them, but anyway, um, it, it was really insightful. He said, uh, you know, the, the guy that plays uh, the, the, oh, the father of the whole thing, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, Ed Bundy, no, wait, <laughs> the guy who played ja, 
he played Bundy, Al Bundy. Al Bundy. <laughs> and now he's on the show. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, what's his name? Married with children guy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, whatever his name. I don't know anyway, his, his name. character. I, yeah. I know yeah. the characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His character said something to one of the, to his wife or one of his kids or something about how we spend our lives, um, you know, we go through this trauma as children and then we, we move on, we think it's over, but really we're, we're walking around in the world looking for people who can help us or who, essentially he was saying that like, if you were raised by this type of person, then you're always gonna look for that type of person because you wanna resolve the issue that you never resolved in childhood. And it was a lot more eloquent than that, but it was, I think about it all the time. No, it's true. It's true. It's, yeah. it's true. We, well, we do, we feel this need to resolve. I mean, this need mm -hmm. to, because we've been taught that it's, us that's broken yes so we're like well then i better fix that i better heal exactly. that, you know instead yeah. of i better heal that and which right. healing that means getting away from it not, it does not staying in it, it. Mm -hmm. yep yep for sure and then oh now druid i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this uh druid says the clinicians got it all wrong there's no physical solution to this strictly spiritual issue it's not an affliction or disorder it's a conscious choice to do evil and enjoy it okay i think this I think up to a point, I, I don't, okay. I have had someone explain to me why they believe that narcissists are demons. And even though I don't believe in demons per se, I do see why they feel that way. And it does make sense to me, mm -hmm. that concept and that idea. However, from a psychological standpoint, you can very clearly look at a narcissist if you can find out their history and you can point, pinpoint the places, place and places where they shifted and became toxic. You were not born most of the time a narcissist. And I don't I do believe that it is a conscious choice to be an asshole, pardon me, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be disrespectful to people who are closest to you sometimes, not all the time. I think there, there are some who are, you know, I, I, I want to say lower on the spectrum who just are almost acting out of habit is like, this is the only way they knew how to get attention. Uh, for example, my sister has a little one, one or like one and a half year old boy, almost two now. And then she has a almost six year old daughter. I might be getting the age of the loss as my stepsister, <laughs> our half sister. But anyway, um, she, her daughter was being terrible and she couldn't figure out why. So she called me, we, we got myself and the daughter on the phone. And we, I, I did some talking, asked sister some questions. And um, anyway, what I figured out was that her daughter was kept talking like a baby, baby talk. And I realized what's happening is that her daughter's doing that because she sees her brother getting all this attention, mm -hmm. baby talk. Mm -hmm. And so she's acting like she's a little baby, even though she's in like kindergarten or first grade and like is learning to read and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, I explained to my sister, well, you need to recognize her. She's a big girl now and then let her do big girl things that, that brothers can't do yet, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, it was a matter of she wasn't getting the attention that she wanted. And so she acted just like the baby, acted like the baby. And so I think that's more common than most, and again, most moms might be able to figure that out if they tried, right? Um, but my sister didn't see it because all she saw was that the kid was being terrible, right? Mm -hmm. And she was driving her crazy. She was like, it was really Right, she was, she was too close. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so the point is that the way that little girl was acting it, it, <laughs> is kind of how a narcissist will act if they don't get the attention they want, but she's a little girl and that's normal, right? As long as you right. Get it right. And that's why we yeah. teach, you know, have empathy for others, have empathy for yourself, have, you know, 
state yeah. your needs in a way that is more healthy and then maybe there can be some change yeah right huh. but right but let's say that that little girl does not um she doesn't get the the redirection at this point and and so then she if this happened and then she might grow up to be a narcissist and and that might be because you know she felt ignored or she felt unseen or whatever and that let's say it can i'm not saying it's the case but if it did continue that in that direction you know, she, she might be in a bad way, you know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so the point is, I, I think that's an example, a really lame example, to be fair, because I, I know this kid's going to be fine, <laughs> but of how you might see a narcissist, that moment in her life where she was behaving that way, had she not, that moment not been patterned interrupted, she may have continued on the path of why isn't anybody looking at me? Why isn't anybody talking to me and continued to repeat bad behaviors? And right. instead of, getting attention for being sweet and her, her awesome self, she was getting attention for negative behavior. Right. And they'll take it however they can get it. That right. becomes later narcissistic supply. Does that make sense? It does. And especially if someone is, has low empathy to begin with. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and if your parent doesn't teach you empathy, doesn't teach you and, how to, yeah, that empathy is right. yeah healthy and, right. and safe. It teaches you that having empathy is safe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. On some then, level, because we don't learn yeah. that it's safe, but, we yes we do we learn that by having empathy to be to use it in a codependent way or in people pleasing way we stay safe we stay safe yep mm -hmm. uh, but then they don't learn that they learn that they just they need they to be their way by, to, yeah right mm -hmm. they right. get their way or they get attention in some way yeah yes and they will mm -hmm. do it however they have to do it which is why narcissists and so this empathy typically starts naturally anywhere from a year old less than a year old in some cases so i remember my daughter at 10 months old i was crying and she came up and put her little hand on my hand and patted it it was so cute but anyway but empathy is a thing that varies but by the age of two most kids usually recognize they're not the center of the world narcissists right. never do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's why i have that one video about um, four ways narcissists are like toddlers i mean right yeah <laughs> yeah we have a bunch of questions here. You want me to blast yeah, you? Okay. Uh, is there a way to heal and stay in the situation? Hmm. I'm there's say, a way to heal parts, I'd say, but there's not right. a way to have a full, your full potential of your full life. If you right. always have a negative toxic person around is going to be tampered and like covered over by that toxicity. That's to right. me, the way to be the best you can to heal the best you can is to have a separate life from them within the relationship so you don't share the good things you don't share the bad things you basically are are distant and emotionally distant from them but you have people you do trust and can trust and have happiness with and joys outside of that relationship and i'm not mm -hmm. saying cheat or like be all right deceptive i'm just saying you have friendships you have connections you your life is fulfilling outside of that yes and you, you basically cannot count on the narcissist for your emotional support mm -hmm. or any sort of you know selfless act yeah you give up your expectations of that relationship being anything you needed and you let yeah. them be who they are mm -hmm. um it's hard it's not something i'd wish on someone no if, if there's any way around it i would i would advise it but i understand because yeah. there are so many situations yeah and we can teach you things about how to manage them but i'm telling you 
you will be exhausted if you do this for, for very long. You know what I mean? There. Yeah. And you can't gray rock forever without it affecting how your emotions. And so by shutting down your emotions to gray rock, you're in, you're, you're doing like, um, a disassociative maneuver intentionally. Right. You, you don't there, even realize it at first. You don't right. realize it at first. And, but then your happiness shuts off and your, mm-hmm. your thrills shut off and your excitement shuts off. It's not just your feelings of like the bad things happening. Everything, Everything. starts to shut off. You get numb. That's right. Yeah. I, I personally did it. I was super psyched when I first realized back in the day that if I just kind of went off in my head to my happy place, I used to call it that I didn't have to hear every cruel word mm-hmm. and I could still be sitting there pretending to look and listen but not listening. <laughs> and that evolved into major dissociation. Now, I will tell you this. I did not know I was doing gray rock at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just knew that I was choosing to not, you know, react to, to stay as calm as I could, because any reaction from me would, would mean more abuse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there was no, no such thing as gray rock as far as I'm aware back then. <laughs> right. um, but the creative, the person who created the technique, um, Skylar, and that's all I know, Skylar from 180.com. She has written about, I think it's a she, I'm 99% sure it's a she, but I can't be positive. Um, but Skylar has written about um, how people uh, actively, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, when she's not happy about the fact that they that we've said, I've said it many times, that I believe that gray rock can lead to dissociation, but I've, I've experienced it. Oh, and I was it actively absolutely dissociated. does. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. And it still does. today, yeah. if I feel super stressed, if I, if I, I'll, I'll go blank and, and I'll oh, have, Oh, heck it's, yeah. It's, that's yeah. That's yeah. the first line of defense when I'm triggered. Yeah. Like I mentally blank. step away. Yeah, <laughs> step away. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so then that, it doesn't hurt what... and it doesn't feel good. And I don't like that place. So yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. exactly. yeah. yeah. So do we, Oh, I see now. Okay. There's another question um, here of yeah. um, um, how to handle a smear campaign. Okay. Um, I'll tell you my 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 part of it. <laughs> this is the way I see it. A smear, I have I'm probably actively being smear campaigned, but I don't know because I don't pay attention. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's one that's way that's to handle it. it. <laughs> okay. What I, what I do is I I if somebody asks me about it, I will tell them the truth, my truth as I understand it, <laughs> and then I'll tell them one time. If they go, I think you're lying, or uh, are you sure? Or they actively prove, show me that they are not believing me and I think there's someone that should be on my side <laughs> then which you know who your people are right mm-hmm. I don't have very many people anymore but that's okay <laughs> I have people but not inner circle people very no, much yeah mm-hmm. um because quality over quantity right um but I oh oh there's a, some kind of a thing here hold on um smiley g sent uh five five uh a, a sticker <laughs> thank you smiley I appreciate you um yeah that's pretty cool I forgot about these new stickers they have. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, sorry. Okay, so, so what what did I, what did I say? Um, that you don't have a lot of people in your inner circle. Because um, oh yeah yeah, right. So I so but I was I was saying I, it just, you were talking about handling a smear campaign and that you ooh, you say okay. it once and only once say, and, and, say it once only once right now if they have questions and they seem legit I'll answer those questions if I want to. Yes. Um, you know, but if they don't believe me, I just go, well, if you knew me, then you would know I would or wouldn't do whatever they say, you know. Um, and so, and then that's it. And then I will emotionally step back from that person and, and wait and move on with my life and, and deal with whatever else I have to deal with. Because if that person learns the truth and reaches out to me, then okay, we'll talk about it. Otherwise, I'm not going to reach out to them and I'm not going to 
actively pursue or even allow them in my mm -hmm. space until I feel safe or that thing has blown over or whatever. At this point, I, I don't bother myself with things that people can't, um, which is none of their business or their stuff is none of my business. I stay, I stay out of things that aren't directly affecting, you know, at least right. what are your thoughts? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sort of like choosing your influences. If someone is going to believe that and they're going to go on and yeah. on, or if they're smearing, let them, I just say, go ahead. Right. You know, I don't, I don't have a need to be, um, to prove myself to people who are forcing me to prove myself. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And, and it's different. I know, I know how hard this is. I know that when you're talking about, like, from where I sit, I'm kind of like, I don't have a whole lot of people to smear to, so go for it. <laughs> you know, that, right. you know, in my, in my inner circle, as Angie's saying. But if right. you are a person who does have a lot of friends and who is in a social group or is in like a church group or a, anything where you have um, a social circle or multiple mm -hmm. social circles, I know how hard this is because um, you're being smeared to, to people. Your business is being aired to people who don't shouldn't have that information because it's too personal. And right you do feel the need to defend yourself. So I think like Angie said, you just step back and stay calm. Mm -hmm. You, of course, you can show that you're upset about it. I mean, in a, to a degree, but stay calm and just be like, yeah, I don't, you know, if you know me, you know, you know, you know my history, you know who I am, right. you know who I am, make your own judgment. Right. If you engage yeah. in it too much and defend yourself, you start looking both crazy. I was and just about to say that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's, and that's what they want. See, they're smearing you before you can tell the truth about them. Yeah. And the reason is number one, they get more supply out of it. Oh yeah. Number two, they further isolate you as the thing goes to, you know, it's right. It's, so they get to keep, the, they get to keep the friends. Yeah. They get to keep yeah, the and, supply from the mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. And then they'll end up with a replacement for you before they know it. And this is true. Even if they're not your, your spouse or partner, even if it's your mother. Trust yeah, me, I know. it's yeah, it's hard. There are several new improved Angie's over there. They're not called Angie, but oh yeah, oh yeah, a narcissistic yeah. mother totally replaces the, the yep. daughter, especially. Mm -hmm. You see them, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm -hmm. next question: Can you tell if the, how can you tell if they're low on the spectrum or just a, in a de, at a deceptive mode? I'm assuming you mean are they narcissists or are they not? So, my my theory is this: you know, if if you need to know that they're a narcissist because it makes you feel less bad about leaving or whatever. You know, look, I have got, we've got tests over at cleanbeing.com slash quizzes. There are several different things you can do there that will help you kind of get an idea of what you're dealing with. But I don't think it matters. <laughs> Here's why. If, if you walk away from that person feeling less good than you did when you showed up to see that or they showed up to see you every time you interact or more times than not, that's one big thing. Uh, the other big thing is somebody who hurts you actively over and over again, and then tells you that they love you, mm -hmm. they're abusing you. <laughs> so and I'm not laughing at that, but I'm just saying, I, I sometimes laugh when I'm saying weird things. I, but my point is they're abusing you. And so if you're being abused emotionally, physically, or otherwise, it doesn't matter who, that, what their label is. Mm -hmm. Just go, just mm -hmm. be, you know, know what you're dealing with and accept that. Narcissistic abuse. I mean, some of these people would never be officially called narcissist by therapists because either they're hiding really well or because 
they're only showing the ugly side of themselves to your yourself or your whoever mm -hmm. is their victim or mm -hmm. their supply circle or whatever. Um, and that's why you don't need a label because it doesn't matter if like they met Lise, let's say, let's say this person met Lise and they met me. And to Lise, they were an absolute angel hung the moon. And then to me, they were terrible. <laughs> you know, Lise and I would still be able to look, get together and go, yeah, they might be a little toxic, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? But it doesn't matter because for Lise, they're good. For me, they're not good. So if Lise right. wants to associate and continue, that's fine. But for me, I'm steering clear. Do you know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and guess what? Guess who they're going to come after next? Yeah, it's you. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. That's, yeah. yep. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And so, and yeah. And if we're being honest, they'll probably triangulate us. And really... Oh, yeah. And then they'll, then they'll try to stir the pot. And then, <laughs> yep, that's, this is. We're, we're going to get out our. Yeah, it doesn't, it, there's no reason to have a diagnosis if you are looking at behavioral traits. This mm -hmm. is what our whole thing is here. We can't diagnose anyone. We're not qualified to, nor could we, even if we were, diagnose someone without talking to the person, right? So right. It, the point is we can point out behaviors, we can point mm -hmm. out and, and show traits that if they happen once, if they happen twice, whatever, we all have bad days. If they are happening in patterns and you're being, mm -hmm. and you see it repeatedly and you see that mm -hmm. no matter what you try, that same thing keeps happening. Look, I, I, I get it. They, they get defensive when we argue, oh, I'm being a little snarky. Okay, next time I'm going to just, I'm going to stop, I'm going to use I statements instead. Oh, they don't like the I statements. Oh, I'm going to try sitting silent and nodding my head. They're still doing it. Oh, look, I'm going to try, I'm going to try a direct approach. They still do it. There's a pattern, not your pattern mm -hmm. because you changed your pattern. Right. right. You see those things over and over when, when it's, then you know that it's more than uh, someone have at a low point in their life or someone having yes. a bad day. This is yeah. how someone behaves in relationship. Right. And you can, a couple of things, little tips for if you're getting into a new relationship, look at how they treat their mother if she's around or the, you know, uh, how they act to the checkers at the stores and the waitresses and anybody who they might perceive as not as much or not as good as them, you know, even like, you know, do they tip the valet or whatever? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if they're walking around in the world expecting being entitled, but again, it doesn't matter how they treat you and how they actively, whether or not they manipulate, whether or not they are cruel. And, you know, those things, I think what it comes down to is a person is toxic for you, they're toxic for you. And when you've been with them 10 years, 15 years, 20, 35, whatever, yeah, I, I know a yeah. lot of people have been, yeah, uh -huh. you know who they are. They are not going to change. They are not. You already mm -hmm. know that. You just have to put it in your head and accept it. And that's really hard sometimes. You know, especially when you built your whole life with them, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I like Carol is saying here, uh, she says, thanks, Angie. And then she says, I guess being, uh, can we say the abuse word, is my comfort zone. At, I guess, I'll just say the word because we're far in. I guess being abused is my comfort zone uh, at this stage in my 66 years of life, still married to narcissistic husband, 45 plus years. Yeah. having and, toxic treatment as your comfort zone absolutely and that is a horrible reality and a fantastic topic so i yes. think we should talk about that sometime <laughs> because yes. i think that could be a whole conversation because i'm telling you when you're out whatever age you are and you're healing doesn't matter how long well 
when you've had a lot of narcissism in your life come after you yeah when it's calm it's uncomfortable it is not your comfort zone to have happiness you're out being happy and you're like why do i feel weird why is this this that's right when's the other shoe gonna drop having that be your your reality Mm -hmm. and your norm is 100 percent accurate and you have to work against that feeling of it being normal and do the thing that's uncomfortable which is good for you the happiness you know because the uncomfortable is short yeah relatively speaking it it goes away yeah it goes away as you heal it as you go oh it's okay Mm -hmm. that things change the other shoe isn't a toxic narcissist coming after me right it just means i'll be in a bad mood tomorrow who cares (laughs) right 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 when you learn to to be satisfied with your own company and and to be so satisfied with your own company that if some you know, Yahoo decided to come into your life and ruin it. I'm not even going to say narcissist because it doesn't matter. Yahoo. Um, they, they can show up in your world and they can destroy it. Or you can go, you know what? You're not making my life better and, and that, because your life is already great by that point, right? You are so satisfied with what you have going on that you're cool either way. If you, you know, if you need somebody great, if you don't need somebody, whatever, right? <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of weird, especially if you're, you know, under a certain age, but at this point in my life, <laughs> right. I'm telling you, peace is 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 a beautiful oh, thing. And when you've been is. so traumatized, right? Mm-hmm. At least today you have said several things that I was just about to say. I wanted you to know. Uh, <laughs> that was that awesome. always happens, right? You're like, oh boy, I, I was gonna say that too. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good though, because that yeah. that's we're we're on point here. We're <laughs> same thought. mindset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, I want to read like three comments and yes. then I have to go because I'm supposed to be on the phone in three minutes. Okay. Oh, do it. <laughs> okay. But I can let you stay on if you want to. I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people are happy with. Okay. Yeah. All, right. So, <laughs> all right. So Druid um, said that that his narcissist was stuck emotionally at about age 15. I see that oh, a yeah. lot. And what that mm-hmm. is, is, again, wherever the trauma, the biggest trauma happened, or one of the big, that's the age they get stuck at. And this happens with, and I'm going to apologize in advance for saying this because I'm not saying every case, but in all, in a lot of cases when a young lady has a child too young, she stops maturing at that age. And oh, by the way, at least that was like that one admin that I, we were talking mm-hmm. about that, yeah, she, that was part of her thing, um, I think with the immaturity. Um, oh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so there's that that type of, and it does literally, it like you don't even think about it because sometimes they're like, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. But if you sit, sit down and you take what you think outside of your head and you look at, that sounded weird. And you look at exactly their behaviors. You go, holy crap! They're like a toddler or a twelve-year-old. You'll uh-huh. see. It. Oh yeah, you see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's then, like the first major narcissistic injury, and also yeah. perhaps a trauma. You know, yes. like it's instead of taking a trauma as like, oh my gosh, I need to heal from this. They take the trauma as like, now I'm against everybody else because of it. And the, or yeah, or a badge of honor or whatever. Badge of honor. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, these. This is why a lot of um, not all again. But many of, of of us who have had narcissistic mothers, sometimes they're they were very young mothers, and the the ones who weren't very young mothers, they're a little different. It's equally toxic and horrible, mm-hmm. but a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Isabel says, "I went no contact with this whole family early in the relationship because they were obviously toxic, and they were shocked and didn't know what to do." Good for you. Okay, so that says to me that Isabel has a lot more self-confidence than I did <laughs> early in my relationship. Good for you. And I love that. I have sometimes I'll have clients who will be like, 
I just, I knew that was wrong. And that's because maybe they grew up with slightly healthier families than I did or whatever. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just saying, okay, um, one more. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth says, where'd she go? Okay, to Druid. Oh, my mother, I think at two or three. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she was saying the same thing about the, the like arrested emotional development. Like in this mm-hmm. case, we're talking about, and I've said it a hundred times, they really are like toddlers. They will scream, they will throw their fists, they will. The problem with them is that they have this ability to turn the guilt around on you like an adult, <laughs> but they scream and act like a little baby. And so sometimes, especially, I, I'm going to guess, well, I think it's in both cases, feeling female and male with their people, certain people in their lives, they will absolutely actively play the victim and manipulate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you feel, I felt the need to take care of them and their emotions. And, and this became what love was. That becomes the bond. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to let go of because as an empathic person, you Mm -hmm. think they don't have anyone. They only have me. I'm here without me. They can't survive sort of, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then you, in some cases, when you do walk away, they do wither, but that's not your problem. And and, and you can't continue to live for someone else, especially, I mean, obviously for me, I, I, I put a lot of attention and time into my kids because I love my kids, but I don't do it out of obligation as much as I do it because they're pretty cool <laughs> now, because now they're older, you know? Um, but I think mothers who are, we need to, we need to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep talking. Um, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say our word dwarf because I, I choose not to say that word on. Oh no, hold on, I can say it. Nope, I can't say it. Uh, says, I know someone who just abandoned her children and left them with their father to bounce around from house to house with various men. Um, and so sad running away from herself. And that right there is a perfect example of a very toxic mother. But there's the other end of the stream. Uh, the other extreme is the helicopter mother who, mm-hmm. I'm not saying all helicopter moms are this. I'm saying the mother who wants to not only control and dictate their child's personality and life, but who never stops, <laughs> even when they're 40. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else for everybody, Lisa? Um, I think there's a lot going on in chat, so I'm just gonna leave it right now because we gotta go. <laughs> but right. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't yet already, just um, feel free. I think Simmerine is putting our reminders in maybe. Carol is um, saying it's hard to not care even for toxic folks and that she's tried to leave before and it's um, the empathy that holds her back. And yeah, that is, that takes talking through. That takes some, that takes some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest mm-hmm. and most difficult thing. It's a um, very difficult you know, piece, yeah. But because you, you're not caring for you, you're not have, having empathy for yourself when you right. are staying in the situation that is so hard, so toxic for you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So come back and see us next week. I'm working on, um, I, I want to do, at least maybe you'll do this with me. I'd like to do like a, kind of a, <laughs> like a two or three hour at some point planned ahead uh, session where we would just come in here and just answer questions. Just Q and A's. Yeah. Q and A just like we'll do it. Some we'll plan ahead and we'll talk to you guys about it. And maybe you guys could just come in and just start asking questions and we will just see where that takes us in the near future. What does that say? Hold on. Oh, Kira, hey Kira, she's a Spanily member for 15 months. I'm so glad that you were here with us. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Hi Kira. Yes, all right, so we will see you guys um, next week here on this channel. We will also, 
least once the next time you're going live over it. Oh, YouTube. I'm assuming tomorrow, um, okay. unless they get over there today, but right. I don't know. So today. make sure you follow Simmering's uh, instructions here on how to get in touch with Lise um, and how to, you know, where to subscribe and, and the number to text to and everything so that you, and, and of course, text mine as well. And then right. we'll give you a text each Link time on the live. Yeah. And then um, I have a right. video up yesterday that is pretty much the same, similar, same topic, different, um, different words. So yeah, if yeah. you need more but, on it, there it is. Yeah, or maybe more organized. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's more organized. It's just a different approach to talking about the same. Well, it's, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's a lot, and I've, I've got an old video about short version, well. short version, short condensed version. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we will see you guys uh, soon. And thank you so much for being being here with us and yeah, thank you. chatting with us. Yeah. Right. Um, Lise, I will see you soon. Er. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. 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 I can't find the end thing. Here it goes. I'm going, I swear. <laughs> Bye. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just gonna try we can't get out.